Hello, thank you for joining us for the Seed to Sow podcast. My prayer is that you will be blessed by today's word. Come correct. The scripture for our teaching comes from Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. This is how it reads. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. In the first two verses of this passage of scripture, we are introduced to the two main characters of a traumatic and exciting and compelling story. The two main characters of the story are Jesus the Christ, the miracle working son of God, and a Canaanite woman who knew how to come correct. In this passage, we learn immediately that Jesus has deviated from his normal places of travel. He had left the boundaries of Israel where he normally hung out and he had withdrawn to the region of Tyre and Sidon. These were Gentile cities, areas known for their pagan idolatry. Jesus had good reason to want to withdraw to a different place. King Herod had heard about him and was jealously curious and threatened by Jesus's popularity. The Pharisees were hostile to Jesus and indignant that he was upsetting the status quo of the religious establishment. On top of all that, there were some misguided followers of Jesus who after seeing the miracles he performed were convinced that Jesus was to be established in an earthly kingdom. John 6, 14 and 15 says, after the people saw the miraculous signs that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Jesus intentionally made his way into Gentile territory. We can only imagine what his disciples must have been thinking. They probably asked each other, doesn't he know that this place is known for rampant idol worship? But here Jesus was, live and in living color. The Canaanite woman doesn't ease onto the scene of our story. She burst on the scene crying out to Jesus, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. 
my daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. We are immediately drawn with empathy and sympathy to the woman's situation. We know right away that she is a mother in great distress and anguish because of the suffering of her daughter. She has a number of strikes against her. She is a descendant of a group of people who were historically antagonistic toward Israel. She is a woman, a second-class citizen in those days from an area known for idol worship and probably an idol worshiper herself. She had no realistic expectation that Jesus should or would help her. Someone has written that in the minds of Jews at that time, no self-respecting rabbi would ever allow a Gentile, especially an idol-worshiping woman, to remain in his presence. But this Canaanite woman knew how to come correct. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due. God gave me this message title, but I had to consult my adult children to confirm what it meant. To come correct means, according to one of my sons, to approach someone with proper attitude, proper motives, and behavior. It means to show the appropriate respect for a person based on his or her character or importance. My daughter said it means to be authentic, to be real in stating your intentions. Another of my sons said it means to be 100% authentic about the situation you are dealing with. And also, it means to come fully prepared to execute the task at hand. In reading this passage of scripture, this story of the Canaanite woman, I am convinced that with all she had working against her, she knew how to come correct. And she has a lot to teach us about how to come correct to God. When the Canaanite woman encountered Jesus, she wasted no time in trying to get his attention. She was on a mission. Her daughter was suffering. And when we are suffering, we need to quickly come to God and we need to come correct. In a spiritual sense, coming correct means coming to God just as you are. In fact, one measure of our spiritual maturity is how quickly and completely we can bring our cares to our God. We can see in this story of the Canaanite woman what it means to come correct and what we need to do if we're going to come correct. First, if you're gonna come correct, come with full recognition. The Canaanite woman came with recognition of who Jesus was. The woman was not a Christian, but she had spiritual eyes good enough to see what the religious leaders and many Jews failed to see, even though they had been told repeatedly by the prophets that he was coming. In addressing him as Lord, she recognized Jesus as one who had the power to defeat evil. In addressing Jesus as the son of David, she recognized that as one who had authority to sit on the throne of David, he had authority given by God. Then the woman recognized her opportunity. Here was Jesus, the one she had heard about 
the one who performed miracles, the one who healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, delivered people from demon possession, made the lame walk, and raised people from the dead. She recognized this amazing opportunity when she came into his presence. But she recognized also that she had no real right to have Jesus listen to her cry. When we cry out to the Lord, we need to have full recognition that there is nothing we have done to deserve the Father's help. But thanks be to God, he does not weigh our worthiness when we come to him. Psalm 104 says, starting with verse 10, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. We come to him in full recognition of who he is, knowing he treats us as his children and not as our sins deserve. I want to tell you a secret. Nothing you have done, no mistake, no misjudgment, no failure disqualifies you for the help you need. You see, as far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you don't have to go through a screening process to get to the Father? Just come with full recognition. Second, come in full desperation. What do you do when you find yourself in a place of desperation? You cry out to Jesus. Some of us know what it feels like to cry out to the Lord in desperation. In those times, you don't pray pretty prayers. You don't search your vocabulary for fancy words. You don't hold back the tears. You cry out, sometimes with words and sometimes without. You just cry out. The Canaanite woman cried out to Jesus. She cried out saying, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. I was reading a story to my grandson, Malik, one day, and he was reading along with me. It was bedtime and Nana was tired and trying to get through the story quickly. I wasn't aware that Malik had learned in his class about punctuation. And so when I wasn't expressive enough, when a sentence ended with an exclamation point, Malik corrected me on it. He said, Nana, when you see an exclamation point, your voice is supposed to go up. This woman cried to Jesus and her voice went up. She said, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Now this woman asked for mercy for herself, but she was really interceding for her daughter who was suffering terribly. Her cry for mercy was intense. It was sincere and heartfelt because her daughter's suffering 
had become her suffering. Have you ever cried out to the Lord for your child? I can't imagine a deeper pain than the pain of a mother who sees her child suffer day after day, knowing she is powerless to stop her child's agony. The woman's cry for mercy was an unselfish one. Her daughter was not there, but a mother's cry was loud and urgent, full of the pain and frustration and raw need. Don't waste your desperation on talk with other people or on idle worry. Come correct. Let your desperation take you to a deeper place of fellowship and connection with the Father. You see, God uses our times of desperation to hollow out a place in our hearts and our spirits, and he fills that place with his spirit and with his love and his peace. When we cry out, when we empty out ourselves in desperation, we make more room for him to fill us with faith for deliverance. Third, come with determination. The scripture tells us in verse 23 that Jesus did not answer a word initially in response to the woman's cry. There are times when we don't hear God's answer immediately. We don't see him moving immediately and we misinterpret his silence. So often while we're waiting for him, he is waiting for us to become alert and aware of what he is speaking to us to prepare us for the blessing we seek. All the while, he is getting us ready for the blessing and getting the blessing ready for us. But Jesus' disciples heard the woman's cry and urged Jesus to send her away. They were impatient and irritated. They said, she keeps crying out after us. Jesus told them, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. He was explaining to them that he had been sent with the specific and primary purpose of bringing back into the fold those in Israel who had strayed away. The Gentiles were not the initial focus of his ministry, but the woman was undeterred. In fact, like the blind man in Mark 10 that the disciples tried to hush up, but he cried out all the more. Verse 25 says, the woman came and knelt before Jesus. Lord, help me, she said. Her request became more persistent, more determined, louder, and more intense. Now there are life situations that will literally and figuratively bring you to your knees. There are times when you are so overwhelmed, when you can suffer so much, cry so hard that you are brought to your knees. We can imagine that this is the kind of emotion the woman was feeling, but she didn't just kneel, she knelt before Jesus. When you find yourself brought to your knees, make it a kneeling prayer at the feet of Jesus. Don't just kneel in frustration or desperation. Kneel in determination. Stay on your knees 
and pray and ask God to give you the peace of knowing your prayer has been answered. Jesus told the woman, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Jesus was referring to the fact that the Gentiles were considered like pet dogs by the Jews. The woman was still undeterred. She said in verse 27, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She didn't dispute what Jesus said. She recognized her unworthiness. She knew she was not one of those with whom God had made a covenant, but she had enough faith in who Jesus was to know that even his leftover power was powerful enough to heal her daughter. In other words, she said, I'll take the leftovers. Perhaps when you have prayed, you have been discouraged by the thought that you do not deserve to have your prayers answered. Maybe you've punished yourself with feelings of regret for decisions you wish you had made differently. Sometimes you say to yourself, if you had just done things right, you wouldn't be in this position. You wouldn't be where you are. I want to tell you that it's true that we don't deserve God's grace. We do not deserve his mercy or his blessings, but it is because of God's unfailing love, because of the blood of Jesus, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and ask for and obtain mercy. Isaiah 41, 21 says, Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons said the king of Jacob. God is not offended when we are persistent in pleading our case before him. In fact, he wants us to keep asking. He wants us to keep believing, to keep trusting, to keep laying out our case before him, pouring out our hearts before him and claiming his promises. All we can plead and all we need to plead is the blood of Jesus and the fact that God's love is unfailing. Psalm 18 verse 15 says, he shows unfailing love to his anointed. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can lift our emptiness up to be filled with his fullness. And we can grab hold of every promise, every deliverance, every blessing, supernatural peace, and unexplainable joy. Finally, if you're going to come correct, come with expectation. You know, I sat with my two-year-old granddaughter one day as she colored a picture. She was focused on the work for an unusually long time before she finally held it up for me to see. But before I could give my assessment, she gave her own. She said, this is good. My daddy is going to be impressed. I didn't know that she knew the word impressed. Verse 28 says, then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. This is the greatest compliment a believer can receive. You have great faith. The scripture says, 
and her daughter was healed from that very hour. What impresses our father? Our faith. Hebrews eleven six says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God is pleased when we demonstrate persistent faith, determined faith, unwavering faith, not based on what we think we can deserve or see or hear or predict, faith simply based on who he is and what he has promised. With full expectation, full confidence that he will do what he said. 1 John 5 verses 14 and 15 say, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. If you're going to come to God, come correct. Come with full recognition. Come in full desperation. Come with determination. And come in full expectation. Amen. again next week for the Seed to Sow podcast with Reverend Lisa Weathers Hall. You can also reach us by email at seed to sow ministry at gmail.com S-E-E-D-T-O-S-O-W ministry at gmail.com God bless you.